Yes, the N1170 Afternoons. Daniel Garb here with you. Thanks to sbsfence.com.au, the best temporary fence hire and portable toilet hire in Sydney. Don't worry about that, sbsfence.com.au. Time to talk to Daniel Hughes from the Sydney Sixers now. A big milestone coming up for him on Friday night. The Sixers take on the Adelaide Strikers. And for you, Daniel Hughes, welcome to SCN 1170. It will be BBL game 100. Congratulations. G'day, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It is 100 games on Friday night. It sort of makes me feel a bit old, I reckon. Um, I didn't think I'd, I'd ever get there. I'd never thought I'd play one game, let alone 100. So I'm pretty excited to get out there again on on Friday night and see what we can do against the Strikers. I mean, the games get churned out pretty quickly now in the Big Bash League, but it's a lot of cricket. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the, the journey of 2020 and how far it's come and the fact that you've played 100 games in this competition right now, have you taken stock of it at all? No, not really. I think it's just one of those milestones that you won't really take stock of it till you, till you finish. And, and like you said, the, the games get churned out pretty quickly. I think if you play finals and that, I think over the last few years, you end up playing 16 or 17 games a season. So... Um, yeah, yeah, you do churn them out pretty quickly, but uh, now it's sort of condensed and it's only 10 games. I mean, we've played two games now and the, and the tournament's sort of been going for two and a half weeks. So it's a, it's a bit of a different look this year, but um, hopefully hopefully having a bit of a break for 11 days um, keeps the guys fresh and ready to go. For sure. But this is a big week. I mean, So the test match in Perth is over and leading yeah. up to Boxing Day, it's a big chance for the BBL to shine. And the Sixers are shining in the early part of the season. Back-to-back wins, 60 not out for you in the victory over the Hurricanes. So you must go into this clash on a personal level and team fronts against the Strikers, feeling pretty good about life. Yeah, we are. We just sort of, we knew we needed to start well this year, just with the tournament only being 10 games. Just sort of, every game's very, very important this year and you don't want to lose too many along the way. So we thought, if we're going to have an 11-day break, those first two games become become very important and fortunately for us we started very well with the team and for me personally missed that game the first game with Steve Smith being back in the team you're sort of happy to give up your spot when Steve Smith's around and he can come out and I think he got 61 in the first game and was a huge part of us winning that first game but yeah for me personally down in Launceston to get 60 60 not out and get the boys over the line it was a nice confidence booster for me and yeah, hopefully on Friday night I can still continue that what else is clicking for the team in the early stages? Ben Dorshus has started well on the wicket front. What else is working well as you try and challenge for this title? Yeah, I think I think overall our bowling unit and our fielding unit have, have been outstanding and they have been for a number of years now. I think just the, the ability for our bowling unit to sort of adapt on the run. Um, we saw down at Launceston, we were numb. I think they were numb for 40 maybe off the first four overs, but then to realise what the wicket was doing and what they needed to change and just adapt on the run. Um, I think that's a that's a huge um, part of our, our bowling unit and for our fielding unit as well. We we pride ourselves on that and I think I think in T20 cricket, the, the best way to keep runs down is to keep taking wickets and keep taking our chances and that's what we pride ourselves on and it's sort of worked the last couple of games. 34 years of age, you've played 100 matches or you will play on Friday night 100 matches. How much excitement do you still get from it, Dan? I mean, do you still have that energy that runs through you every time you run out with the bat in your hand or uh, or as a fielder on a big stage? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think playing for this playing for this team over the last few years, I think um, the culture that, that, that we've sort of brought through the, the team, I think every time you, you put that Sixers jersey on, you get excited to go out there and play and try and win a game for your team. I think everyone's got so much confidence in the teammate next to them and 
that they always can't wait to get out there and, and try and perform for their mates. So that's just culture we've built and we're all still we're all probably getting a bit older in the tooth tooth now, but I think that holds us in good stead because we've got experiences in all different situations. So I think the team's the team's still on the rise and hopefully we can still be there um in the finals this year and um yeah, I get excited every time I put that jersey on. And what about managing the different formats? Like as you get older, do you get more excitement for one over the other? Is it spread evenly? Have you angled towards, you know, perhaps the big bash league because of the, the bright lights that surround it, you know, as opposed to say a shield game? How do you deal with all of that as you get a bit older and perhaps you, you start thinking about making the most of every single match that you do play, be it for New South Wales or the Sixers? Yeah, I, I think as you get older, you probably start to enjoy the, probably the shorter formats of the game, like the 50 overs and the T20 stuff. You like to, you like to know that you're going to get a result in the three hours of a T20 game or the the hundred overs of a one day game. I think sometimes when you get a bit older, the four day grind can can be a bit mentally tough and a bit physically tough. Um, so I think um, still getting excited playing the the one day format and T20 formats sort of kept me going the last few years. Um, don't get me wrong, I still enjoy winning a Shield game on day four and having a few beers with the boys and celebrating. But um, I think. Just knowing that you're going to go out there and get a result in three hours and T20 cricket and get to play in front of a crowd and people get to watch you on TV, that's still very exciting. As the New South Welshman, I wanted to ask you about David Warner. So, big century against Pakistan, and of course, he's talked about retiring after the SCG test. I mean, do you think there's any chance of a U-turn? He's going so well at the moment. <laughs> we saw him give the big shush to the uh, the media section after bringing yeah. up three figures in Perth, it wouldn't surprise me if he says, "You know what?" It does the big Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not leaving. Is there a chance? <laughs> is there a chance in your mind that uh, he might go that way? I don't think so. I don't think he's going to U-turn on his retirement call. I just think that he's he's probably going to put a lot of a lot of effort um, physically and mentally into this into this um, home summer to know that he's going to go out of the SCG. So I think we're going to see some um, pretty exciting stuff from David Warner this summer, and I think. He's going to put a lot of into that. So I think by the time he gets to the SCG, he might be well and truly done. So it's going to be pretty exciting what we're going to see from him uh, in the next few weeks, I reckon. Good stuff. What about the big bash on the whole? So the Heat have started well, a couple of wins, and the Scorchers are always up there, of course, and they're looking pretty yeah. sharp with Jason Berendorf early on. Who's caught your eye in the early stages of the competition ahead of a very big week for the big bash? Um, that's a very good question because it's been such a long time since we've seen a game played. <laughs> um, I just think I just think the Scorchers. I feel like they're they're very similar to us. Um, they've had a they've had a team, a core group of players together for a very long time. Um, and the Heat we saw last year went very close to beating the Scorchers. So I think those two teams are still going to be still going to be right up there. Um, so I think yeah, as I said before, there's only ten games this year, so every game is very important. Everyone's going to put their best foot forward every time they go out there. So. I think the the competition is going to be a lot closer than what everyone thinks this year. Um, but I think, yeah, the Scorchers and the Brisbane Heat uh, were definitely two two teams we need to look out for. You come up against Wes Agar on Friday night from the Adelaide Strikers. He's had a pretty good start to the summer. He's an exciting cricketer, isn't he? Um, it feels like he's got another level to go to potentially. How big of a threat is he going to be in this one? Oh, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, he's, he's a big threat for their for their bowling unit. Um, he can bowl anywhere throughout the, the 20 overs. Um, he can bowl a nice pace up top with the with the new ball and, and swing and nip the ball around and he can either bowl the surge or death overs for them. So he's got a nice Yorker. So I think you know, we've just got to come up with plans um to try and negate that. Um and he's gonna be a big threat for our for our batting unit. But, but I think um 
the one the one thing that they're missing this year is going to be Rashid Khan, which there's a lot of batters around the competition. Yep. So very happy about that, I, <laughs> I could imagine. Um, so yeah, they, they've got some some room to fill there with with his four others in the middle there. So, um, but they've they've got some good players there to fill that in. So, but yeah, we'll definitely be looking out for where they go. Don't worry about that. Brilliant. Well, hopefully the Sixers can mark your BBL milestone with the win. How do you mark 100 games? It's a bit different, isn't it? To an NRL yeah. milestone or an AFL milestone where, you know, it's all in the one competition. You know, you play a lot of first-class cricket and it's spread out over all these different formats. But are you going to do something special on the night, perhaps with, with friends and family, to mark three figures being brought up in, in this format? I, I think I definitely will. My my family do like to, to travel down from Cowra and get down to, to most home games. So I think having my family there is uh, going to be awesome, I think. Maybe the Sixers, or they might put something on for them or put them up in a box or something somewhere. <laughs> Maybe if, they, if they're not thinking about that, hopefully they're listening and they might do that for them. Um, but yeah, just I'll get mum and dad in the change room and maybe my sisters to come in and have a, have a beer after game and just, just have them around the boys and really enjoy the moment. Daniel Hughes, I love it. Mate, if they weren't planning anything, you've put some pressure on, and they certainly should now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, get the they Hughes get the Hughes family <laughs> into a, a super box on Friday night somewhere and uh, let him... Make the most of a very big milestone, 100 Big Bash games. And for the Sydney Sixers, most importantly, I'm sure, trying to make it three in a row up against the Adelaide Strikers on Friday night as you embark on uh, trying to win this Big Bash League title in a big week for the competition. Dan Hughes, congratulations, mate, and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, mate. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Daniel Hughes from the Sydney Sixers. So a big game against the Strikers. And they've started beautifully. The Sixers, Ben Dorsius, is, uh, is bowling nicely at the moment. And Dan Hughes, I mean... He has to miss out the first game for Steve Smith, who made 61, uh, but then he comes in and, and reels off 60 not out. So that Sixers middle order is looking pretty strong at the moment. Nice to chat with him. Looking forward to uh, chatting with all of you a little bit more after the break. Join us on the open line, one 1170 or the text 0457 736 736. Daniel Garbia with you, filling in for Jimmy Smith on SEN Afternoons, taking your nominations for a... Uh, Athletes who delivered on the hype or failed to. What about supercar driver Mark Scaife from Kane? Well, yeah, a legend, one of the greatest. Big expectations on him, and he was able to pull through. So uh, I like that, Kane. And someone's saying, don't call golf white, stale, and male. Uh, we're not all woke. It's got nothing to do with wokeness. That was an issue for the PGA Tour, whether you like it or not, in the 90s. Everyone on the tour looked the same. They were pretty much a carbon copy of themselves. And Tiger Woods came through and changed the landscape. And that was the pressure on him, along with the hype, to deliver on the course and, and on his expectations in such a brutal sport. When you have that pressure on you, he did that. But he, he was asked to change golf off the course as well. And he was able to. At a time, let me tell you, the PGA Tour needed it. And there are players who say they owe everything to Tiger Woods because the purses went through the roof when Tiger came onto the scene because of the broadcast rights. So he did change it for the better. And all of those golfers um, are very happy for it. So I see your point, but not sure it adds up in that sense. Daniel Garp here with you. Enjoying my time on SEN Afternoons. Plenty more coming up after the break, including the Who Am I? That's not too far away. No doubt Coach Q, Coach K, I should say, has a beauty today.